struggle to control the deadly epidemic, and now more countries have taken more than 500 Americans have been airlifted from Wuhan. But time may be running out for U.S. citizens. Breaking overnight, U.S. stocks look set for a sharply lower open amid growing fears. Over this the- is your coronavirus update. This is your coronavirus update. I'm Jim Watkins. It is Monday, October 26th, and we're going to be going through a lot of numbers this uh, time up on the coronavirus update, which is brought to you by Siesta Key Vacations. If you're looking to get away and you want to find paradise, there's a great condominium waiting for you. Two bedrooms, spacious views, waterfront, bayfront, oceanfront, all in one, and just a spectacular place. So if you're planning a vacation this quarter, I invite you to check out Siesta Key, com. That's Siesta Key yes.com florida vacation it's paradise is waiting for you so let's unwrap all of the news and all of the data that have been coming across the coronavirus update desk there's been obviously a lot of concern about surging cases so we want to take a look at that and the as you know anyone who has listened to these updated podcasts on the coronavirus update well aware that we track not only new cases but also deaths deaths fatalities and active cases You must look at all three of those numbers to get an accurate assessment of what is happening in the coronavirus mitigation effort. Oftentimes in the news media, we get only cases. Cases are not the determinant factor because we already know from experts the coronavirus is a new virus. It is a novel virus that is spreading around the world whether we like it or not. We know who the vulnerable are, usually people with underlying conditions like diabetes or high blood pressure. We also know that statistically, almost, what, 98% of all the people who perish from COVID-related illness are older people, people who are 65, 70, 80 years old. The older you get, the more susceptible you are to this virus. We also know that masks and uh, social distancing and washing our hands are effective ways to prevent the uh, the virus from spreading so quickly. Does it prevent it? Absolutely. Well, a lot of scientists disagree. According to the Barrington letter that was published two weeks ago, which we brought to you immediately upon publication, was the fact that many global scientists now believe that there is a natural tendency towards herd immunity to be built up. And the only way for this to happen is for society to function in a normal manner. Not reducing wearing our masks and washing our hands and staying six feet apart, but just in normal, absolute, everyday living. And so now we're going to go through the numbers and take a look at all the cases and where all the activity is happening in the world. And this is all based on on today. We'll take a look at the specific states that are most hard hit. And we'll look at seven-day average trends in both deaths and new cases. Obviously, cases are high because there's more robust testing. And frankly, this disease has been let out into the world. So it's going to do what viruses do. It's going to spread. It's going to find new places to call home. So in the U.S., uh, well, let's first look at the world. Let's take a look at the world uh, total cases since January, since all of this started happening. There have been a total of 43,325,816 total cases of coronavirus on the books. Now, that could be interpreted two ways. One, that there are 43,325,816 people who have contracted coronavirus or there have been 43,325,816 cases, which are not the same thing. 
cases can be the same people. In many countries, sometimes when people are tested twice to see if they continue to have COVID, those people are counted twice. That is a, something that's not mentioned often, but the total number of cases includes people who have tested numerous times. So it's not a true indication of how many people have actually contracted coronavirus, but how many people or how many times tests have come back positive. New cases in the last 24 hours, 406,580. Again, that doesn't mean that 406,000 new people necessarily caught coronavirus. It does mean that in the last 24 hours, of all of the tests that have been tabulated, 406,000 came back positive for coronavirus. In terms of total deaths, again, applying the same rules, it doesn't necessarily mean well, in this case, it does mean how many people actually died, but we don't know to the extent. So when we say the total deaths from coronavirus, 1,158,917. So we're just shy of 1.2 million deaths. Now, these are all deaths related to COVID-19, not necessarily a direct cause of COVID-19. So for example, people with heart conditions, people who are older, who have pneumonia. There are at least a dozen underlying effects that with COVID could turn out to be deadly. I'm not trying to understate the virility or the threat of the coronavirus, but you must have context when you're discussing the coronavirus. Otherwise, you're getting a false narrative. And in terms of death, again, people who have died from COVID-related illness, that means not necessarily from COVID itself, but from other underlying diseases that were exacerbated by COVID weakening the immune system or cause, causing cytokine. Usually that's the most common death is death by suffocation because you're building so much mucus in your lungs that you just can't breathe. So there have been uh, 4,499 people in the last 24 hours who have died from COVID-related illness around the world of a population of 7 billion people. Now, the total number of people who have recovered from coronavirus, that's the total amount of cases where someone has come back clean after first being diagnosed as having COVID or coronavirus uh, registered in their system. 31,896,000 and change. So roughly just under 32 million in the world have recovered from COVID. And currently, at this time, around the world, according to the CDC and the World Health Organization and their combined reports, there are 10,270,000 people in the world at this moment who have coronavirus in their system. And of these, of these 10 million, 77,000 are considered critical. So 10 million people have it, 77,000 people at this time are considered in serious condition. So when you say there are 406,000 new cases, which is what the news media reports, but there's only actually 77,000 in the world that are considered critical, that's two different stories. Because if I said to you today, 406,000 people have coronavirus, you would think that there were 406,000 people just today that are sick. That's not the case. 77,000 people right now around the world are sick from COVID-related illness. So now we're going to take a look at the uh, top five hardest-hit countries in terms of new cases. 
That's new cases that shows a lot of activity in a particular country as they're trying to mitigate and understand where the virus is spreading. So the U.S. still leading the world. 60,889 new cases were diagnosed in the last 24 hours. France, number two, 52,010 new cases, which means that the virus is spreading very aggressively through France. And that's why they're having higher than normal death counts. And we'll get to that in just a moment. But they've had 1.1 million cases in France, 52,000 new cases in the last 24 hours. And in total, France has lost 34,761 people to COVID-related illness. In the last 24 hours, France has had 116 deaths. Now, I'm going to pull up the charts on France in just a moment because, again, context is so important in trying to understand whether we're being successful in mitigating death from COVID, which is the number one goal, mitigating death, flattening the curve so we don't overwhelm our medical communities around the world. Now, their daily cases in France are up, 52,000 new cases. That's significant, and that does uh, cause some concern, especially if two weeks from now you might see 5,000 cases in one day. Now, that would be a reasonable prediction because in the past when we had high new case counts, particularly when France had their peak, which was back in April, early April, and that's when they were seeing uh, about 1,400 people a day dying from COVID-related illness, but their daily new case counts were only at about 7,000. So now they're having a more, that's this is what, partly why they're panicking in France, because they have more cases now, and they're thinking, well, wait a minute, if we have 52,000 people that have got coronavirus how many deaths are going to occur? And that would be a reasonable uh, concern. But if you look at the seven-day average and the number of deaths from COVID-related illness, it's uh, 183. At their peak in France, they were seeing just under 900 deaths a day compared to yesterday when the seven-day average was 183. Now, could that go up? It could. However, we also understand now what the concern, I think, in France is probably an overwhelming of the medical system. Uh, but better treatments are reducing bedtimes and, uh, and more morbidity rates, fatality rates. So better treatment that we have available should, in theory, prevent the widespread deaths that we saw back in early April. And the next two weeks will be a telltale sign. Uh, if it continues to peak, that is, if the coronavirus new cases continues to peak, logically, we would see a very sharp increase in the number of deaths in two weeks. So we'll see where we're at with that. So now I want to go back to some of the other countries that have been hard hit and take a quick look at what's happening. And again, we want to remind people that this coronavirus update has always been about following the real science. And science is, is uh, stereo, stereoscopic. You cannot simply look at one set of data sets and make an assumption. You have to look at all of the um, available information to make sure that what you're looking at tells the proper story. So now going down the list, the third country with the highest number of new cases is India, with 45,158 new cases in the last 24 hours. Their new death total is 463. Now I'm not going to go through the, uh, the, the data charts uh, all I'll say on this one is that for about a month and a half, India was leading the pack with the number of deaths. 
uh, and they have they have seemed to average at around 500 now, whereas about a month ago they were at about a thousand daily deaths. So death counts remain to be consistent, but not going down. But they're also not rising exponentially from the number of new cases. And again, that has to do with therapies as well. Italy comes in four right now with the number of new cases that we're seeing of coronavirus. 21,000 new cases in the last 24 hours now. And 128 deaths in the last 24 hours as well. New cases up. They are higher than they've ever been. Uh, New cases, 21,273. That's in one day. Number of deaths is 128. If we compare that to their peak, uh, remember Italy was one of the hardest hit areas of the world. 921 people were dying on average per day in uh, Italy back in March to April. Yesterday they saw 180 or 128. Their seven-day average in Italy is 113. So on average. Uh, Their seven-day average, uh, 113 deaths in Italy. Nowhere near their peak, which was well over 750. But we have to keep an eye on it because the the daily new case counts are so high. Um, And again, it's, uh, it's, it's always concerning because we are testing more and the virus is spreading. So we know that this virus is moving through the world. And this is why, as we shift over to the United States here in just a moment, that we see an exponential number of new cases, but we're not seeing the high death counts. And I can sort of run through that in just a moment. But first, okay, so now we want to go to the fifth hardest hit country, which is the UK. And again, 19,000, just under 20,000 new cases in the last 24 hours. And their uh, death rate, mortality rate, people dying per day from COVID-related illness. Yesterday in the UK, they saw 151. And I want to take a look at that one more time before we head here at home. So looking at the charts, it's frightening because you're looking at 26,000 new cases on October 21st, just a few days ago. That has been the most number of new cases in the UK since record keeping began back in January. Their peak previous day was 7,800 cases. That was back on April 10th. So they have jumped now to 26,000. That's more than triple the amount of new cases in the United Kingdom right now, which explains why the medical establishment there is quite nervous. Uh, But their death uh, rate, the mortality rate, seven-day rolling average is 178 compared to back in April when the number of people dying per day in the UK was 941. So they're not seeing the same, uh, and this is, I think, baffling to people. But when you look at it in the context of our treatment, we're just, we know so much more now about how to treat the coronavirus. And so that's why we're looking at substantially lower mortality rates, but yet the infection rate, or what they call the infection rate, which is really just a measurement of the disease moving out through society. And that's where I want to get back to the United States because in the U.S. our case rates continue to climb and partly is this is, is a wave. We're in a second wave now where the first wave were the hard hit big cities like Miami, like New York and areas of the tri-state New York, New Jersey area. Uh, but if you look at the number of deaths that are occurring It's still significantly lower. It's just, it's expanding outward. New cases in the United States are expanding outward. 
So we've had 8,890, or I'm sorry, 8,890,000 coronavirus cases. Now, again, that doesn't mean that 88.8 million people have gotten coronavirus. Many of those people have been tested one, two, three, four times. So those cases are counted. If you get coronavirus and then you recover and then you get it again, every time you're tested and you come up positive, you are counted again. Um, in terms of deaths, the number of deaths, 230,000 people have died to uh, coronavirus, COVID-related illness. 5.7 million people have recovered in the United States. That means that people who had coronavirus and then tested negative for it afterwards, uh, 5.7 million people in the United States. It's a good number. Six million people had an outcome. And the percentage-wise, 96% were discharged. They recovered and they were on their way. In terms of deaths, 230,000 or 4%. So in the United States at this point, based on the number of people who've gotten ill and people who've died, is 230,000 representing 4%. So if someone were to ask you, what is the mortality rate in the United States right now? Based on the current estimates, it's 4%. That's where we stand. And so now let's take a look at some of the areas of the United States where we're seeing the most activity in terms of new cases. So in the top five, Illinois is number one with 4,000 new cases, uh, Wisconsin with 3,600, Tennessee with 3,500, Texas with 3,387, and Missouri with 2,703. It is not surprising that these mid-level metropolitan areas places where they have one million or less people in these central areas. A lot of Midwest cities like Green Bay and Madison, they're under a million people. And so it took a little bit longer for this coronavirus to work its way from the major metropolitan areas like New York and Miami and certainly uh, California, Los Angeles. Uh, think of Think of every time this virus spreads to another level it's just basically working its way out from the center, from the epicenter, like a wave. Uh, and I'm mentioning Tennessee with 3,500. Now, the good news in all this, and I say the good news only because the numbers are lower than they have been historically since this virus first hit. Uh, in the beginning days, it was, uh, I'm going to say that probably the, the uh, percentage of deaths was higher just because we didn't know how to treat it as effectively, and now I think we've come a long way in our treatment and therapy. So, for example, according to yesterday, we've had 442 deaths in the United States. Now, that's a lot of people, but it's half of what it, what it had been for nearly three months, where the U.S. was consistently over 1,000 people a day dying. So we're now down to just half of that. And that is significant. Even though the cases continue to rise, we're mitigating the number of people. So more people are walking out of the hospital or recovering from coronavirus. Uh, in terms of deaths, the highest number of deaths occurred in Missouri. So Missouri, for the first time, is the number one uh, state in terms of fatality at just under 100. And we'll watch and we'll see where that number goes. I don't suspect it'll go much higher than that because Missouri is not an overly populated area. Uh, Texas comes in at number two significantly. It's 
It's a relief because the number is down to 40. Tennessee with 31. Massachusetts, 25 deaths. Illinois. Remember, folks, back in the early days of this, we were seeing 100, 200, 300, sometimes 500 people dying per day for weeks on end. So to see all these numbers well below the threshold of 100 is quite encouraging. It means the treatment is getting better. The virus is going to play itself out, but the treatment is getting better, and it is reflected in the numbers. So taking, for example, Florida, 11 people died yesterday. Now, what is our seven-day average? Florida, I think, will probably end up being the second or maybe even perhaps the third hardest-hit state in the union when all is said and done. Our seven-day rolling average of new cases is 3,000. 370, so an average of 3,300 people a day are testing positive for coronavirus. The seven-day average of deaths stands at 72, and that has been consistent now for about a week. And, of course, yesterday, as I mentioned, just 11 people. And and if you could see the chart, you would see that with each successive wave of peak deaths, it is dropping. So, for example, we've had one, two, six peak death periods since September. Uh, and in September, 205 people. That was a peak day of number of deaths. Then it dropped to the peak day of 202. The next peak day occurred about six days later, 173 deaths. Then it dropped even further to 158. Florida now, uh, last week, our peak death, 139. Our last peak after that, subsequent, which was last Friday, was 100. And now our seven-day rolling average is below the 100 threshold. So that is good news. So all told, the uh, we should be cautious. We should continue our mitigation a- um, efforts. But we should also look at the fact that our therapies have improved and taking into consideration that we will have to endure that this virus is spreading. It will continue to spread because that's what viruses do. It's an airborne virus. The good news is that the fatality rate continues to drop. Even though new cases are up, fatality rates are dropping, which means either the virus is weakening or our treatments are much more effective. And when the the vaccine finally does arrive in two or three months, as many are predicting, then that'll be all the better and it will certainly ease a lot of fears. I'm going to update this uh, coronavirus update in a few days and see how some of these numbers are holding out. But that's where we stand today. With your coronavirus update, I'm Jim Watkins. Follow us online at candidlyspeaking.net. And this coronavirus update is brought to you by Siesta Key Vacations. Paradise is waiting. Check us out online. Great holiday rates. SiestaKeyYes.com. I'm Jim Watkins.